Yeah, this is a great match. Really as she should. Um, you know, this reminded me why I like the Ripley so much. Um, and Rathen gets an 8.5 and Magic the 6. These guys beat the fucking crap out of me. My god. I watched this match twice. One of the times I had to take notes for this match. There was just so. Lost the North American Championship before ch challenging for the NXT Championship because that's the way Rotic works! Tony Khan said himself, who cares about the rules? We care about the fucking rules because this is Life's Opening Radio Road Break! This is all about rules! Carbonate here and today we're back with another episode of Life's Open Radio Road Break and today I've got my friends here Ben and Josh with me recording here today um, and starting off with Ben would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone and a pleasant good afternoon or evening to you wherever you may be listening to this. I am Ben Charles, the assistant co-host of Road Break and today we got our friend Joshua James Jenkins who is here and he is on a Brock Lesnar role on this show because this man barely shows up. <laughs> <laughs> oh and he seems to be... He seems to be very giddy about the happenings on this pay-per-view called Survivor Series, which we are going to review today. And um, with that note, uh, on that note, Josh, would you like to introduce yourself? Right. I have practiced this a few times, so hopefully I get it in the, in the right team. Okay. Because I'm going to sing this. So. Oh. Without further ado. Please get, please get this right. Look in my eyes. Who do you see? I am Josh times three, and I am here today on this episode of Rope Break to say to everybody who's listening that we are here to give our review of this pay-per-view oh this is our survivor series 2023 review okay well that was a hell of an introduction from josh that's a great introduction Oh my goodness. Yeah, damn, man. That was good. Um, and without further ado, not even, not even any news. Um, we're going straight into it. Survivor Series War Games WWE 2023. 
uh, which took place on the 26th of November 2023 on a Saturday at the Allstate Arena in Chicago, Illinois, which is, of course, in the U in the United States. Um, and the first match being the women's war games match um, between the team Bianca Belair, consisting of, of course, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Damage Control, consisting of Bailey, WWE Women's Champion EO Sky, Oscar, and Kyrie saying, Don't do that just yet, Ben. We haven't got to the still employed just yet. We're gonna get there. <laughs> so just hang in there. Um, and yeah, um, uh, the Bianca's team has the advantage, and uh, in and Becky Lynch got in the trenches first. Uh, damage. I said that damage control has to win this match. All these five bad uh, or four badass women that took place in this match. Versus, well, Bianca Belair and company. Uh, so they just have to win. Um, otherwise, this would be their second War Games loss in a row. Oh, man. Bailey joins Becky in the ring. They start, well, they start the match. Um, Becky and Bailey duke it out. Becky Lynch does a jumping shoulder tackle. They continue going at it. They have a one-two and people chant alternating boo yay chants. Yay boo yay boo yay boo that kind of thing. Um Becky Lynch does a big exploder. Um Bailey sends her into the cage, into different sides of the cage. They're in between the two rings and um in between the two rings is a whole like metal plank. Um and yeah, Bailey uh, did a suplex on that metal plank, and they replayed that spot. Um, Bailey tried to throw Becky Lynch into the ring. Becky reversed and threw Bailey into the cage. Um, Becky did two baseball slide drop kicks. Um, she went in for drum her Dakota Kai. Uh, try kind of. Uh, jousted at Becky with the candlestick um, and then enter Shotzi Blackheart. Oh man, <laughs> the rope break ledger right there. Who knows? We might give some fines on this show. Um, Shotzi Blackheart slams the door into Bailey's face. Bailey charges at her with a chair. Uh, Shotzi kicks the chair into her and does a crossbody. She does a small package face buster. I wasn't sure what that was that she did. I, um, that's my guessing to what she did there. Um, Shotzi does a cannonball off the chair. She spears Bailey into the other ring. Bailey tries to grab a candlestick, but then Becky Lynch stopped her. Um, they squabbled for that um, candlestick, and then um, Becky Lynch smacked Bailey with the candlestick. Bailey was in between the two ring and then uh, uh, Hawaiian punch. I wonder what's that for. Um, and then um, Becky was on the one side with the candlestick and Shotzi was on the other side with the steel chair. Um, and then Bailey tried to escape the ca cage by climbing out and then um, they took it down. Um, they both did 
double X handle on Bailey, and then enter the women's champion EO Sky. She grabs some chairs. She beats Becky and Shotzi with them. She did a missile dropkick on the two women in the second ring. Um, she did a meteora on both women. Um, she a damage control a superplex. They both superplex Becky. They got heat on Shotzi and then enter Bianca Belair. She whipped EO. Um, with the braids, she has two braids instead of one. And then she reversed a power bomb um, uh, from Eon to a trash can. Um, she tried to whip Bailey with the hair, but then Bailey blocked it with the steel chair. Bianca did a spine bust on Bailey. She beat up Eo in the corner. Damage control pulled the hair. Uh, Bianca did a double suplex on both damage control. Um, Becky and Shotzi did a leg drop on Bailey, and they uh, simultaneously did a splash on the Sky. And then into Kyrie Sane, who grabs a trash can lid, and oh man, she whacked these motherfuckers with these um, with that trash can lid. Becky Lynch grabbed it, and then Kyrie kicked it in her face. Um, uh, Kari did a hurricane run on Bianca Belair. I don't know why Ben wants to find her for that. Um, she did a drop kick. She did a sliding forearm. EO did a uh, slam Shotzi Blackheart. Bailey kicked Becky Lynch. Um, damage control uh, tried to bury Shotzi with the steel chairs. And then Kari did an assisted elbow drop. EO propped up in the A and then she did an insane elbow. And that's that's very cool. Um, she taunted and then um, they replayed that spot. Bianca press slammed Kyrie into Bailey and EO. Uh, they, people trying to EST. Um, damage control beat up Team Belair and then into Charlotte Flair. Um, she made a comeback for her team. Uh, and uh, by the way, it's so awkward when she's a baby face. Like, it's, it just doesn't stick at all. So, I hope they turn her heel in the future. Um, or that, or just get her off TV altogether. They, she continues fending off damage control. Charlotte and Becky, they stay down, you know, because of their deep history with each other. Damage control sees the opportunity to try and jump them. EO climbed up the cage. Um, she used a chain to grab a trash can, which um, Dakota Kai helped her grab. And then um, she did a crossbody onto everybody with the trash can overhead. And it was a homage to War Games 2020. Um, me and Josh's more questionable days. Um, the people chanted, holy shit. And then the, um, enter Asuka. She grabbed some kendo sticks and then um, she pulled out a table to which the people cheered. And also a fire extinguisher. And then the match officially started. All of Damage Control beat Team Belair with kendo sticks. They tied Bianca Belair and Becky together with the chain. The people chant, this is awesome. Which it was until the ending. Um, they all drop kick Becky and Bianca. Shotzi tried to fight Asuka, but then, um, what? 
Oh yeah, Asuka right? missed it Shotzi. She spit the mist at Shotzi. Um Asuka drop kicked Becky who had a trash can over her head. Uh she went for the pin on Becky got a near fall. They replayed the miss spot and um uh drop kick. Damage control was still beating up team Belair. Charlotte did a moonsault onto everybody. She went for the pin on Bailey and got a two count. They replayed that spot. Becky and Charlotte were fighting damage control. They stared down and then as we thought they were going to fight, they hugged each other and then they were like popping off like and yeah, um Oscar and EO uh tried to pin each other. Becky went for the armbar on Oscar and then Charlotte put the figure eight on EO Sky. Bailey broke the figure eight with the elbow. Kyrie tried to break the armbar with an elbow as well, but then Becky had a knees up. Becky did put a disarm her on Kyrie. Bailey broke it up with a running knee. Bianca did a right hand on Bailey. Uh, she had Oscar in the electric chair, and then Shotzi did a drop kick on Oscar, and that was cool. She went for the pin, but then um, Bailey broke. They laid down selling. Um, Becky and Kyrie had a one-two exchange. Becky hit an inverted DDT on Kyrie. Bailey hit the rose plant on Becky. Shotzi slammed Bailey. Bianca sprayed um, Oscar with the fire extinguisher. She talked shit and then um, she ate a chair to the back from EO Sky. That was funny. Shotzi did a tiger suplex on EO Sky. Kyrie nailed Shotzi with a trash can lid. Oh, man. Uh, Charlotte did a big boot on Kyrie. Um, she went for the spear on Kyrie, but then Bailey pushed Kyrie out of harm's way. She got speared by uh, Charlotte, ba Bailey did, and then Shotzi did a senton on her. And then Bianca hit a KOD on her, and then um, B Becky did a manhandle slam through the table on her to and went for the pin. And they got the win. I was like, no, no, no. Why? Are they uh, These four badass women... Go into this match looking the coolest ever that they've been in their like whole year of existence by now, year and a half, and now they lose this match. Not to mention it's this war games lost in a row. Matter of fact, that's right, Ben. Give give Triple H a five hundred dollar fine and another five hundred dollar fine. Um, because Eosky, a champion, lost in this match. Um, and, and they have this badass woman fight Bianca Belair and a team, and Bianca goes over. And of course, they have to do this super baby, this superhero treatment that they give her. I'm like, I'm almost gonna say she's like the Captain Marvel of uh, wrestling. The way she goes up against her opponents, it's ridiculous. I'm tired of it. Um, uh, of course, this would all have been fixed had um, Oscar beaten her already at WrestleMania and she turned heel, but now we get this. Um, so for that, I'm going to give Rassin an 8 because this was actually a good match and Logic a 3 because all of what I talked about. Ben, what are your thoughts on this match? Okay, 
There's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack. Number one, that um, Charlotte Flair moonsault off the steel cage. That did not look anywhere near good as I expected it or I thought it would be. I'm going to put it like this. Charlotte Flair needs to stop doing moonsaults expeditiously. I don't know why she has all of a sudden this random urge to start doing moonsaults off of stuff when she shouldn't be doing moonsaults. I would have been fine with a crossbody off the steel cage, but she had to do a damn moonsault. And she almost broke her damn, she almost broke uh, Bailey's face with that move. That did not look good at all. Um, Wrestling-wise for this match was actually good. I gave this a 7. Logic, I gave it about probably a 2. That's the best I can give, honestly, because I felt like damage control, it was kind of predictable, though. They, did, they were not going to win. They were, they were already, like, what? They were already being booked like a serious threat. And then all of a sudden they lose. They they make themselves look like cartoon characters, like cartoon villains or something. Like, yeah. What, what was the point of damage control if they were not going to win this match? I would have been. I would have had damage control one year. Um, I would have had probably um Kyrie Sane get the win over Shotzi. You know, Shotzi was the weakest member on the whole entire team anyway. Kairi Sane just came back and now she lost her first match back. <laughs> That's ridiculous. How can I put this in any way that I haven't already put it already? Oh, man. And Josh, what Josh, are your thoughts on this match? <laughs> I doubt you're going to say much. Um, <laughs> don't do it. He contemplating. He thinking. <laughs> he thinking. No. Don't do um, it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, no, no. Right. Uh, then number one. You already know how I feel about the war games match and the structure of it. <laughs> Now, what really confuses me is that if, uh, because there was a moment at the start, or somewhere at, at the start, when I think it was Bailey who was climbing to the top, I think Be Becky and Shotzi were trying to chase her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. And then I think Michael Pohl said that if Bailey was to leave, then her entire team would forfeit the match. Now, forfeit via escape, I understand. That is fine. Because they're supposed to compete inside the cage. That is the entire point. So if the it, so if the consequences for leaving is forfeit then that's fine however because in their own ruling in their own ruling for this match that the match doesn't actually begin until everyone has entered 
Do you get where I'm going to go with this? If Bailey had left, <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Would that have actually counted as a forfeit? Because under their own rules, the match doesn't actually begin until everyone has entered. And at that point, Bailey was the only one who entered in her, in her team. So the match wasn't actually a match at that, at that point. So if she did leave the confines of the of the cage, would that have actually been a forfeit or not? They seem they forgot their own rules. I don't think they even know their own rules. You know, like the white one. I don't think they care about them either. And I don't think they care about them either. As Ben said. This is life's opening radio rope break, and it's all about rules. <laughs> Shit. Well, on episode one, not to mention. Something I used to be very, yeah. very um, strict about. Yeah. <laughs> ben, ben you, 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 you were saying? Oh, um, I was about to say that um, this did not... I don't feel like... I don't feel like um, this. This could have been booked a little bit better, in my honest opinion. So, um, yeah. Other than that, uh, this match uh, for me it was all right. But other than that, like there was no blood in this match. There was no kind of um, tension between the two teams, really, except for like you know Bianca and um, Bailey and stuff like that. But other than that, like this could have been booked a whole lot better, though. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah. And on yeah. top of that, and to add. Yeah, and to add, yes, to oh. my point there. Yes. <laughs> to add the insult to injury, Chelsea Green still employed. Piper Niven, unfortunately, respectfully still employed. Akira Tozawa still employed. Maxine Dupree still employed. Otis still employed. And pretty deadly, newly employed. And our truth still employed. Did a comedy ad for Ruffles chips. They were throwing this bowl of chips around, arguing whether it's crisps or chips. The, the UK versus US, Europe, all this crap. And um, seriously, just to piss me off even more, just after the results of the last match. But yes, right, Ben. Thank you. Give them a fine for that. All of them, all of them, eight, all eight of you people in this in this entire segment, immediate one thousand dollar fines. Holy oh. shit! This was the worst thing on the show. Get this off television. <laughs> oh my goodness! Was this what Jeez. you were gonna say, Josh, or was he gonna say something else? No, I had a completely different point, but uh, I'll ignore that now. Um, I will say that this was the grand return of our truth, and this is what he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Re the return of one of three legendary wrestlers on this show, and yeah. <laughs> Uh, what will and oh yeah, and speaking of one of those wrestlers, um, Jay, 
Uso and Sami Zayn talked about uh, one of the wrestlers that was going to return on this show. They discussed the War Games match later tonight. And uh, yeah, um, apparently Ben does not like it when Jey Uso says, <laughs> even though I think it's kind of funny. I don't know. Uh, but whatever. Um, here, speaking of whom, um, no, we're not sweet. Oh, wait, uh, Josh has something to say. It's more of a question. What does yeet even mean? Um, it's it originally means like to yeet something is to like throw something really hard. Uh, really far. Um, probably is gonna Ben's probably gonna say pause or something if I said hard. Uh, so I'm just saying, uh, like, um, I think it, uh, it, uh, it means like throw something really far. Um, uh, I, that's you can look it up later, um, or even now, maybe. Um, but, um, hold on here. So every time he says yeet. He he wants to throw someone. So every I don't know he 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 throws punches. Hold on. Uh, so I guess that's hold on. hold on. I am going somewhere with this based on your analogy here. So every time he tells the crowd to yeet, is he telling them to yeet to yeet themselves? I don't know, man. I'm just going off of what I. What I, that's just as far, I don't know the real meaning of yeet. It's, it's the, the people use it in many different contexts. I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Okay then. Uh, now for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Gunter, the champion, versus The Miz. And uh, Gunter is mad at The Miz because um, he's a sports entertainer. And uh, Gunter is a real wrestler. And Gunter hates sports entertainers. Um, and he wants to destroy The Miz. Um, so yeah, that's basically the story behind this match. Now, Ben, would you do the honor of giving your notes for this match? Uh, oh, go ahead, Josh. You were gonna say something? No, I'll let you talk, Josh. Go ahead. It, it was just a, it, it, so on to your point there, uh, uh, Favor. Um, if Gunther hates sports entertainers, then wouldn't he hate himself? Because isn't he in a company that is <laughs> basically sports entertainment? What? They're going to do what they're going to do, so there's not, no point in complaining. <laughs> and here is Ben with the notes for this match. <laughs> Copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. <laughs> 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 All right, Gunther versus Miz for the Intercontinental title. Um, they locked up. They had a um, little exchange where the Miz was running away from Gunther, so the Miz already looks like a geek in this match. 
so there you go. I didn't write a lot of shit down for this match necessarily. I just wrote down what uh, the bigger the bigger moments in the match and stuff like that. I didn't I didn't care about this match for even one second at all because I know the Miz was not going to win, and this match was mad predictable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was mad predictable. Come on, Jeffs, you can't you can't lie. It was mad predictable. You can't lie. Um, I will say this. Um, Gunther, di- go ahead, Josh. Okay. Um, Gunther was gonna Gunther and the Miz traded chops back and forth. Um, Gunther hit a boot. He beat the hell out of the Miz for a while. Uh, the Miz made his comeback. He did some some kicks in the match, and um, the Miz was trying to focus on Gunther's leg, but the the thing about the the thing about that was Gunther wasn't really selling the leg though. He wasn't selling the knee a lot though. Like he was like he wasn't limping or anything like that. Just a small little nitpick here. But um at the end of the day, it happened and that's what happened. So anyway, uh Miz does the worst kicks I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, I don't know why Gunther, I don't know why Gunther took any kind of offense from the Miz whatsoever. That should be an immediate fine, a rare fine by for Gunther. Just for him allowing offense by the Miz. That was that was not those kicks did not look good. Like in hindsight, it didn't affect Gunther. It didn't even make him like Gunther should have no sold those kicks to the chest and stuff like that. He should have no sold those. Because, you know, he's a big dude, right? So it's only fair that like, you know, he he looks strong during the match as well. So anyway, um Gunther goes he tries for a splash. Um wait, did he did he hit the no, did he, he hit the splash? I think he did hit the splash. Okay, at yes, the he, end, did. he did. Yeah, at, at the end, he did hit the splash. But, um, you know, he was kind of struggling to get up to the top rope. So, anyway, oh. Gunther hit a powerbomb. The Miz kicked off the powerbomb. Oh, so that was crazy. Did. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous to me. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why he kicked out of that. Um, Anyway... Um, power bomb, Miz kicks out. Um, Gunther then goes for a splash, he kicks out. Um, Miz was he, Miz tried to unscrew the top turnbuckle at one point. He was trying to get an advantage, but eventually it does backfire on the Miz. Uh, the Miz took the clothesline, and then, uh, pretty much all she wrote because, well, simply what, what was, what was the last move Gunther hit? I think I it was the splash. I think it, it was the splash for the win. All right. Well, if it was the splash, go ahead. No. Okay, yeah. yeah. Gunther won with the Boston Crab submission hold, if I remember correctly. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. He did. He did. He was focused he was on the He tapped out. He tapped out. And, and you know what's amusing about that, Ben? Go ahead. What? Is that the Miz was targeting Gunther's leg. And how did Gunther beat the Miz? By throwing his legs. With a leg-based finisher. <laughs> In other words, logical. Logic for this match, one. Wrestling, Damn. seven. Okay, then. I, 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 thought, I thought this was okay. I gave Wrestling a 6.5 and Logic a 5. What are your thoughts, Josh? 
Not many. Um, I, I will say something. Uh, no, seriously. Um, I believe that the maze can be a serious and credible opponent. But I don't believe he believes that himself when it truly matters for him to be that. Because this match didn't really show that to me. Like, if this is really that important for him to become the Intercontinental Champion again, then where was the importance from him here? Right. And that's a good question, though. That's a good question. Um, I feel like The Miz really... Uh-huh. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, um, I yeah. think The Miz was going to... Um, I think The Miz, like, he didn't take himself... Like, Gunther underestimated The Miz a little bit, but he didn't feel like he was, like, a credible threat in a way. Like, they were trying... The announcers were trying to make the story of The Miz, um, you know, giving Gunther a fight and stuff like that. I didn't see a fight in this match. I did not really see a, a fight in this match a brawl i didn't see a brouhaha i didn't see none of that i just saw the miz doing whatever he can to get by in the match and then you know he's trying to pass off like a serious contender because they've been trying to book him like a serious contender but instead we all know in the back of our minds that he's not a serious contender i mean just the words serious contender for the miz is already laughable enough as it is (laughs) well i i mean (laughs) I'm just going to move past that one. But, I mean, look, um, there was a time when The Miz was as good as it could get for him. You know, um, 2016, you know, his feud against Dolph Ziggler. Um, But, like, The Miz doesn't seem to put effort in now he, he he seems to think his his uh, name value is all he needs like i am the miz the quality of my matches doesn't really matter because you already know that the match matters to me i don't need to show you that the match matters to me uh, it, it just doesn't connect to me like like if it matters then you put on a match that matters to balance that out. But, um, no. Um, this, this, this is Ric Flair's fault, anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to mention something. Um, I do feel like they don't really have nobody for Gunther. That's why The Miz got this title shot, really. Because he already beat Bronson Reed on Raw, which was actually a good match. Then he beat he beat Ricochet already last year. Then he beat The Miz on this show. And then he beat... Um, they were Chad trying Gable. to have him face Tommaso Ciampa. Huh? He beat Chad Gable, too. Yes, he did. On Raw, that which was great. That should have been on pay-per-view. I don't know, bro. You got you to gotta ask Paul Levesque on that one. You got to ask him on that. <laughs> Jesus. I let Josh have support. 
Okay. I, I forgot. I forgot my point. M moving on. Okay. Judgment Day talk about um this person who's gonna return and uh, the war games match. Uh, yada yada yada. I didn't really care about. Oh man, apparently, <laughs> um, Judgment Day is not as popular as they once were. <laughs> not even. I thought Ben was not. Huh? No offense, Ben. Um, like oh, I'm nothing. seeing people are. <laughs> oh my gosh, Judgment Day is the worst faction ever. I'm like, damn. <laughs> that <laughs> now the <laughs> Ben's been not liking the Judgment Day for months and now I'm seeing that uh rest the com the the community is resonating with him now. I guess. Um and yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, it's not the people in the faction. It's the people that are booking the Judgment Day like goons. That's what's going on. The booking for them is horrendous. Damian Priest being stopped every chance he gets for, you know, trying to cash in money in the bank and all that other shit. Man being stopped by fucking Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins. At one point, he was stopped by Rhea Ripley, but that was because Rhea was trying to protect him. So that doesn't really count. He was being protected by, um, you know, Rhea Ripley and stuff like that. But he was being stopped by all of these different people. I'm like, why can't Damon Priest just go cash it in without any interruptions? Why can't all of the other members of Judgment Day just beat up the people who are trying to stop Damian fucking Priest? I'm losing my voice here because this makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's not his time. Well, I understand. I, I don't, if it ain't his time, I understand, but don't tease it like every month. Don't do that. And I don't yeah. think it will be his, his time because I don't see Triple H putting the championship on him anytime soon. So his money in the bank is really a waste. This episode of Rope Break is interrupted to advertise Locks Open Radio certified bangers, a roller coaster of music consisting of drum and bass.
thoughts that comes to Harpo's mind as well as world news and special guests. You can listen to Lights Opening Radio certified bangers every Sunday afternoon on Spotify. Back to your regular scheduled program. So what was the point of the whole fucking money in the bank match? If 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 we were not going to use Damian Priest at this point, what was the point of the match? I could have, I would have been fine with LA Knight winning the money in the bank briefcase. He would have done a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I would. Uh, I would have much rather put that on LA Knight. He was over as like Taylor Swift in Nashville. Like bloody hell! Well, why wouldn't you give him the briefcase? And then he can cash in at the Raw. Um, no, 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 not the Raw. Yeah, he can cash in on Seth Rollins at oh, in the Royal Rumble or something. And then now he's a champion. But whatever. Uh, next match, which I did take notes for. Um, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. Um, basically, Santos Escobar turned heel on Rey Mysterio. You know, because... He wasn't sharing his vision of the LWO, bringing in guys like Carlito, uh, you know, making all kinds of decisions, becoming the U.S. champion, and now uh, Santos turned heel on him. Um, and yeah, that's basically the story behind this match. Uh, so they started the match. Santos stomped on um, Dragon Lee, he did a tilt to wall backbreaker for one count. He stomped out Dragon Lee some more. Um, he put him in the teal, in tree of woe and kicked him. He did a drop kick for a two count, slapped him, did a Meteora in the corner. They fought at ringside, they got back in the ring. Uh, then Lee um, did a hurricane run on Santos back to ringside. He did a dive on Santos, people trying to drag and Lee. Dragon Lee. Um, he did a running knee for a two count. Uh, that was a tope con heel, sorry. They replayed that spot. Um, uh, Dragon Lee slammed Santos. They had a struggle at the turnbuckle. Santos hit an avalanche hurricane runner at the two, oh, for a two count. He got angry, stomped out Dragon Lee. He tried to rip off Dragon Lee's mask. The people chanted, asshole, asshole. Um, he got some heat on Dragon Lee and he was shouting at him. This is who he was shouting at the crowd. This is who you're cheering for. Um, Dragon Lee hit a double foot stomp for a two count. They replayed that spot. Santos did a super kick. They laid down selling. They replayed the super kick. They traded jumping knees. Um, Dragon Lee counted a lariat with a deadlift sit-up power bomb for a two-count. Uh, Santos counted a Hurricane Rana with a destroyer, and then he hit the uh, Phantom Driver for the win. Um, this was a good match, a good short little match. This was a valiant showing from Dragon Lee, and yeah, I see why they 
so interested in Dragon Lee. Um, I gave Rasen a, a seven. Matter of fact, I'll be generous. I'll give it a seven point five and Logic a six. Uh, what did you think about this uh, match, Ben? Just could have went a couple more minutes, in my honest opinion. And the reason why I say that is because um, I'm not mad about the match. The match was great. Don't get me wrong. You know, Santos Escobar is doing some of the best work in his career right now. Like, the dude is, like, he's mad over as a heel. He's mad over. Like, people were, I mean, I already, like, predicted Santos was going to turn heel anyway. Like, if you guys remember back on, what, the Money in the Bank review? A um, couple of, or, well, before the SummerSlam review or something like that, I predicted that Santos Escobar was going to turn heel and that he was going to do something that was going to be eventually beneficial around, you know, when he's a heel. So now he's a heel and he's the best thing on, on fucking SmackDown. He's the best thing on SmackDown. He's been cutting great promos. He's doing some of the best work of his career right now. And right he's now. got and good heat. Got really oh, good yeah. heat. He cut a good. Pro I heard a promo he cut on Rey Mysterio. He said, "I hope you. They have. I hope your leg gets an infection. I hope they have to amputate your leg." Oh man, that was cold. That was so cold. Like that was. Oh man, he pulled no punches in that promo, and he got real heat for that. I appreciate that a lot. But go on, Ben. Um, for this match, uh, this match could have been a little bit, a couple more minutes longer, though. You know, we did not need the uh, next segment that we're about to talk about, but um, we'll, we'll mention that when we get there. Um, the match was great. Um, I gave this a seven. Logic, I gave it a, a five for this match. I thought this was a good match. Um, the only problem I had this match, this match could have been a little bit longer. This could have went 10 minutes max. But other than that, hey. They had a great showcase, you know, had a great little match, and hopefully they continue this feud because Dragon Lee is, you know, he's starting to be liked, you know, now by uh, all the people in WWE. So it's only fair that Dragon Lee continues to feud with Santos, and hopefully uh, Santos Escobar eventually wins the feud and he can go on to bigger and better things. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this match, Josh? None. Okay. <laughs> Um, then a Slim Jim had plays, which was actually quite funny, um, for me at least, uh, it was of, like, some kind of wedding anniversary or something, like, a bunch of kids were bored, and they were on their phone, this crazy lady goes, and tries to take their phones, and then LA Knight busts in, and he's like, uh, what a Slim Jim, and I was like, um, you know, he's eating Slim Jim, and then there's like, um, he, as he bites it, it goes like, oh, and, and then, um, the lady's like, no, 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 and then LA Lines like, yeah, and yeah, I like that, that was actually funny. Um, and apparently the New Day, they stole LA Knight's Nissan Z, um, Nissan Z, my bad, uh, right pronunciation of that, uh, car manufacturer, <laughs> and, yeah, apparently Ben did not like this segment. Unnecessary, I wrote in my notes, and I quote, I just wrote in my notes, in big bold letters, all bold letters, and all black letters, 
unnecessary. And I put like 20 exclamation points on it. <laughs> That's what I put. Daniel. <laughs> All right, then. On to the next match. Uh, for the WWE Women's World Championship, Rhea Ripley, the champion versus Zoe Stark. Ben, I'm going to once again give you the honor of reviewing this match with your notes. And I have notes. And I have notes. Promise. I have notes. I have notes. Um, anyway, um, Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark um, for the Women's World Heavyweight Championship, technically, or the Women's World Title on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. So Rhea Ripley was defending the belt and they, you know, they start out, you know, they brawl, you know, they got some animosity between the two because remember Zoe Stark, you know, she's been on the rise and Rhea Ripley feels like um, Zoe Stark is trying to take her spot and stuff like that. So, you know, they have that going on. Um, Zoe Stark knocks her outside. She does a suicide dive and then she does a missile drop kick back into the ring for a two count. Uh, Rhea Ripley drops her with a... I don't know what the hell I wrote down in my notes, but I know that she hit her with a move. And then um, they head outside outside to the apron. But then Zoe Stark comes back with a DDT. And then back inside, she hits a nice little corkscrew splash for a two count back in the ring. Um, Rhea Ripley puts Zoe Stark in the corner, and she beats up Zoe Stark for a little bit. Um, she does some headbutts. And then she does the double arm crank thing where she kind of almost bends Zoe Stark's arm again, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, she stomps on it, and then she stomps on it and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah. Zoe Stark, yeah, I, I saw it. Anyway, um, Zoe Stark, she fights back up, and then um, Zoe Stark does a super kick at one point for a two count, but then um, Rhea Ripley comes back with a boot. <laughs> what is Josh? Josh, you look annoyed over there. <laughs> What's going on? That's so fucking... Oh. Dude, you look annoyed, bro. Mm-hmm. Super kick! Super kick! Super kick! Super kick! Rhea Ripley does... Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no. Alright. Um, Rhea Ripley goes for the Riptide. Um, Zoe Stark gets in a sliding kick for a two count. Um, Zoe Stark then goes for the Z360, which is the... Uh, she flips... Um, the Z360 is where she flips a woman, and then she drops her like right on, on the knee. Pretty much like a backflip yeah. GTS in a way. Yeah, yeah. And then Rhea Ripley counts it. That's a finish. That's a finish. Mm-hmm. Zoe, St- Zoe Stark gets caught. Rhea Ripley has a headbutt. She has the riptide for the win at 9 minutes and 16 seconds. That's what I put down in my notes. Um, Josh, you was going to say something before I rudely interrupt you. No, I, I already said it. It was her finisher. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that was her finisher. It's a finisher. <laughs> Yep. Um, anyway, um, Zoe Stark and <laughs> you're making me nervous over here, Josh. Zoe Stark. Um, I feel like Zoe Stark was gonna win. Uh, I felt like I thought she was gonna win this match, though. But um, I'm actually am glad that she didn't 
this is me. This is just me. I thought she was going to win. I thought she was going to like, you know, you know, actually, you know, win the title. But, you know, instead, like Rhea Ripley, you know, she's very strong, very a dominant woman. And, you know, she kept the belt. And I don't really have a problem with this, as a matter of fact, now that I think about it. Um, I gave this match a six logic. I gave it about probably a two, maybe a three. I'm being generous, and that's probably the best I can give for that um, category. But I will say this. I'm glad Rhea Ripley is still champion. And that Rhea Ripley was going to, you know, do her thing. And, you know, she's going to entertain the crowd. She's already over. She's already liked by... You know, most of the fans in WWE anyway, even though she's a heel. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just glad Rhea Ripley has the belt. And, you know, she got a solid little match out of Zoe Stark. And that's 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 good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was a serviceable match. Uh, I gave Ratson a seven and Logic a seven. This was a height. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts? I don't want to see Zoe Stark as the champion until she's had that match and she beats Trish Stratus because they set that up and they've done nothing with it. Where is Trish? Are they they waiting until WrestleMania? Like Like, what is going on? Yeah. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so, but like, I don't think they're going to do it at WrestleMania, though. I think they might do it later down the line when Trish eventually does come back after WrestleMania. But other than that, I don't see it happening precisely at WrestleMania. Oh, no. Yeah. Gonna do hey, I don't yeah. know. You got to ask, ask Paul Beck. <laughs> <laughs> you got to ask Paul Beck on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Oh, and by the way, before we go to our main event, no more Nia Jax and Zoe Stark matches on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> I turned it. I turned the show off immediately when I saw Nia Jax on my screen. I immediately turned the show off. I was so mad about that match. No more Zoe Stark and Nia Jax matches from here on out. Please, I I don't care who listens to this. No more Zoe Stark versus. Nia Jack matches. I could not stand it the way it was booked. I couldn't stand the way it was pretty much like the just the way it came about. I I just don't. I, no, no, just no, no, just no. Okay, and now on to our main event: the men's war games match between Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso. WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins and um, the person who will be returning tonight versus uh, or and because uh, I said uh, a match between and the Judgment Day consisting of WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions Finn Balor and Damian Priest. NXT North American Champion and Ben's favorite wrestler, Dominic Mysterio, JD McDonough, the new recruit, and Drew McIntyre, who's not officially part of Judgment Day, he said himself. Um, um, (laughs) 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 Favorite wrestler, Dominic Mysterio, me? (laughs) 
Okay. Drew and um Drew and Damian Priest have a stare down. I don't know because uh I guess because um you know uh, Drew is kind of challenging questioning uh Damian Priest's leadership. Um and Seth Rollins and Finn Balor started out the match. Seth uh, <laughs> dived on Finn before the belt. Um, so apparently this is New Japan. Jumping people before the match starts. Um, uh, he slams Finn across the cage. Different sides of the cage. Finn Balor escapes a buckle bomb. He gets heat, heat on Seth Rollins. Does a sling blade. Finn goes for the drop kick. Seth um, does a super kick. Seth goes for the pedigree in between the rings. Finn Balor does a back body drop on the um, on the metal plank. He missed a coup de gras. Seth did a sling blade. Um, he roughed up Finn Balor. Uh, he did a backbreaker. Did a running knee and entered JD McDonough. He hit Seth with a kendo stick. He took another kendo stick. He and Finn beat Seth Rollins with kendo sticks. Um, JD McDonough hit a second rope moonsault. And then um, he and Finn Balor continued getting heat on Seth Rollins. And then they did a double suplex on Seth Rollins, which was nice. Enter Jay Uso. Um, come on, page, please. Jay Uso grabs a steel chair. He does yeet punches on uh, Finn Balor and JD McDonough. Um, he drop kicks JD McDonough and Ensiguri's um, Finn Balor. He hip attacks Finn Balor. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, JD McDonough hit a crucifix driver, I think, on Jay Uso. I'm not sure if that was a crucifix driver. Might have been something else. Um, Drew McIntyre was mad at Jey Uso because of Clash at the Castle. Uh, he was excited that um, Jey Uso was in a steel cage so he can beat him up. Well, he didn't do much of that in this match, but whatever. Um, Jey Uso and Seth Rollins superkick Judgment Day. Um, Seth Rollins did a double axe handle on... Um, JD McDonough, what he did, he basically got on the top turn buckle of the one ring and on the top turn buckle of the second ring and did a double axe handle on JD McDonough. Uh, and that was cool. Um, enter Drew McIntyre, or so we think. Um, Damien Priest stopped him and entered Damien Priest. Jey Uso and Seth Rollins were ready and they beat him up. Uh, and then Damian Priest beat up Team Cody with some kind of baton thingy that I don't know where he got. He destroys Team Cody. Uh, some time passes. Enter Sami Zayn. He grabbed JD McDonough's candlestick and hit him with it. He punched Finn Balor and slammed the door in his face. He cleared the house. He did. He hit a blue thunder bomb on Finn Balor. He climbed the cage. JD McDonough tried to stop him, but then Sami Zayn fended him off. He took a metal pipe. He did a double axe handle on JD McDonough. McDonald's. JD McDonough with that metal pipe. Um, he beat Judgment Day with the metal pipe. 
He roughed up Finn Balor. What? Uh, no, the Sami Zayn uh, beat um, uh, Judgment Day with the uh, metal pipe. My bad. He roughed up Finn Balor. The people chanted, Ole, 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 Ole. Uh, Team Cody clears house. And into finally Drew McIntyre. He beat everybody up. Um, him and Jey Uso had a, a one exchange. Um, he hit a neck break on Jey Uso and did a keep up. Uh, he was holding Jay to account for what he did at Clash, Clash of the Castle. Pulled him out the ring when he went in Roman Reigns. And he said, Sticky Sophie for what you did at Clash of the Castle. And yeah, um, and he did that while he was slamming him around. Uh, um, so, uh, and Sami Zayn hit a 1D on J JD McDonough. He entered Cody Rhodes. He beat up Judgment Day. He took a bull rope, and that was a homage to Hell in a Cell last year. Him and Seth, Seth Uso. Seth Rollins did a low blow on Finn Balor. And then uh, Seth Rollins was like, is he coming or not? Um, uh, this person that's going to return. They had more fighting. Enter Dominic Mysterio, Ben's favorite wrestler, who sweeps the ring. Team Cody beats him up. They set up a table. Judgment Day uh, saves Dominic from Seth's buckle bomb. They, and then a massive brawl ensued. Drew and Priest had a stare down. Uh, they stereo choke slam Cody, Seth, and Sami Zayn. Um, JD McDonough hit a moonsault on Sami Zayn. Finn hit a coup de gras on Seth Rollins. Dominic did a splash on Cody Rhodes. Judgment Day set up the table. And then um, Priest hit a razor's edge on Seth Rollins. And then um, it was like, where is this person that's, that's supposed to return? The clock reached zero. Nobody came. Uh, uh, and then, Rhea, wait, not yet. Rhea Ripley's music played. And she came to the ring with the money in the bank briefcase. They teased it once again. Um, and uh, I, just as... Uh, Rhea Ripley was about to give the briefcase to a Don. A, a, I almost said Dominic Priest, Damian Priest. Voices in my head, they cause me, they understand, they talk to me. And then Randy Orton came out. He's finally back. The match officially started, and he looked great. He cleared the house. He beat everyone up. He did a draping DDT, which was kind of a meme online. And as he was about to do it, he went <laughs> and then DDT the guy. That was funny. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest, they dealt with him. And then uh, Judgment Day jumped him. And then Team Cody came to his aid. Then he, they all did draping DDTs on all the members of Judgment Day. Randy Orton teased uh, um, an RKO on Jey Uso because he and Jimmy Uso are the ones that caused him to be injured in the first place. So he's, um, you know, making a call back to that. 
Breeze tries to make a sneak attack, but a sneak attack, but then Jay Uso did a super kick. Randy Orton hit an RKO on Dominic Mysterio. Ben must have been super happy about that <laughs> when Randy Orton RKO Dominic Mysterio. Um, Cody hit a Cody cutter on Finn Balor. Sami Zayn did a hell of a kick on Drew McIntyre. Jay Uso hit a Uso splash on Drew McIntyre. JD McDonough was like, oh shit, I gotta get out of here. And he tried to escape the cage. Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins threw JD McDonough off the top of the cage. Randy Orton hit an RKO on JD McDonough. And then Cody Rhodes hit the crossroads on Priest for the win. This was a great match. I'm so happy to see Randy Orton back again after 18 months. And I gave Rasson for this match a 9 and Logic an 8. And then... And CM Punk finally came back. And Josh was so giddy about this. And Josh, since you are so giddy to be on this review in the first place to talk about this, why don't you give your thoughts on this? I have a lot more interest in his theme song than I than I do for him. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Oh. What a bombshell. He was tweeting he was posting on Discord of how great his return was. Just to say this, wow! Oh man, what a bombshell! <laughs> oh man, he turned he on CM Punk. Oh man, Ben, do you have any thoughts on this match? For the men's war games match, I gave this match an eight. Logic, I gave it a six. I thought this was a good match, a great main event. Keep the crowd happy. Um, I thought J.D. Madonna, I thought he broke his neck after that RKO. I, I, I was more concerned about J.D. Madonna than the RKO. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, J.D. Madonna wasn't moving for like two or three minutes at the time. I was like, hey, hey, yo, can y'all go check on J.D. Madonna? Make sure he all right? Like, yo, he, he, I know he just fell like 10 feet off the cage now. You know, taking the RKO. I was more concerned about J.D. Madonna than the finish of the match which was Cody Rose pinning Damian Priest for the 2,499th time this year. How many times has Damian Priest lost to Cody Rhodes again? Jesus Christ. Nobody, nobody remind me, please. I already know. I already know how many times. The fact of the matter is this. I am glad that Randy Orton is back. Is Randy Orton going to wrestle full-time? Well, that remains to be seen. And that remains to be, you know, to me, no. I am... Now interested in how they're going to book CM Punk in a way where he doesn't really get into trouble with everyone. You know, CM Punk is all cool with everybody and stuff like that. Apparently, I I heard a rumor that in his new contract, he has a behavior clause in his contract, which means CM Punk can be released expeditiously. Oh, 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 oh man. Oh, yeah. boy. 
<laughs> oh no! It's true. It's true. Damn. It's true. Y'all gonna look this up? I'm not playing. He better brush his act up, or he's gonna get back real quick. Oh man, that was crazy. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm now gonna be interested in how Punk is going to book. Like, we can't book CM Punk against you know, like for instance, somebody, a friend of mine, he watched the Survivor Series show. He said, and I quote. He can't have, like CM Punk can't wrestle um, guys who are not on the rise or are on the same level as him. CM Punk has got to wrestle main event talent. So I'm trying to see how is CM Punk going to wrestle main event talent and how is he going to be booked. I'm more concerned about his booking. I know Josh may not like him. I know some people who may never like him. You know, they may call him a hypocrite. They may call him an asshole and stuff like that. That's fine by them. I'm not in that kind of realm whatsoever i will say this however i am glad that cm punk is back in wwe for the sake for the simple reason that he wants to make himself a little bit more happier it, this is all about himself it's very clear it's, it's all about himself and all that other shit and by the way i listened to that promo on raw and i thought cm punk did not really give a reasonable explanation why he returned on Raw, that's just me though. Maybe Cabo has the same kind of opinion that I do, but I don't feel like he could have. I don't feel like he gave a better um, promo on Raw explaining why he returned and why he came back after almost, um, you know, eight, you know, almost nine years gone out of almost the company. Ten years. So, mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, um, I'm interested to see where Monday Night Raw goes. Monday Night Raw needed Randy Orton badly, and they finally got Randy Orton. Thank God, because holy shit, I could not st- I could not stand watching Monday Night Raw. It was like, it was like, you know, it was like the show was like, you know, it's gonna be bad, but you can't unsee it. Like you already know the show is gonna be like horrible, but then like as you watch it, you realize, oh, oh. Oh, this is. Oh, this is um. Eh. All crash <laughs> yeah. waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't say it, but you said it, so that's you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I gave this pay per view um Rasson the eight and Logic a seven. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'm also happy that um well. Not happy that see uh, it is quite a a cool moment. It just depends on how he conducts himself and the booking, of course, as you mentioned, and um, to see how I will really think of CM Punk now. Um, I just hope he doesn't start shit with anybody. Up, uh, man. Already, people were not happy when he came back. Seth Rollins was yelling at him uh, uh, when the show went off the air. Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley flipped him off. Um, Drew McIntyre was pissed. Oh man, it was crazy. All the more. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and anyways, Josh, what are your thoughts on this pay per view? Ah, 
I don't think I would ever watch it ever, ever again. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't a pay per view that I I would watch again necessarily, but it did had some uh, have some good moments. Uh, you know, yeah. I uh, so I say. That even though Vince McMahon was very, very terrible at his job, I do prefer the concept of the elimination tag team matches over war games. Having that removed and replaced with a match that, even based on their own rules, doesn't make any sense, it it makes Survivor Series to me pointless. And that is all down to Triple H. So, really, what I'm saying is, I would much prefer a Vince McMahon Survivor Series than a Triple H Survivor Series. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but I am. I see. Yeah. I have a new quote. This is Josh's opinion, and only Josh's opinion. Okay. I respect it. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where. I, I, okay. I understand. Like, what would, what would your idea be of war games, Josh? Because, like, a lot of people, you know, some people may not like war games because you know they don't have no blood or any kind of, uh, any kind of physical violence between the wrestlers in general. So, I just want to know your thoughts on what you would do to alter. And make war games, you know, better to you and to the um, the way that it is presented. So, uh, if you really, really want to know, then go watch the entire three-hour. What was it? Yeah, the uh, Twitter. Yeah, the war games rant. <laughs> I yeah, that made... whole thing. I already made like a three-hour episode answering the question that you've just asked me. So if you want to know what my answer is, go watch and listen to that. But, 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 All right. But, well. but, but basically, put eliminations in it. Yeah. 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 Good yeah. point, Josh. Um, well, everybody, that is our Survivor Series 2023 review. Hopefully all of you enjoyed. Um, this was a decent pay-per-view, in my honest opinion. I thought this was, um, this was actually a whole lot better than I, than, this was better than Fast, this was probably better than Fastlane. Maybe. Yeah, it was, it was. Like, like, a little bit. So, yeah, it was better than Fastlane by a little bit, so I'll give it that. Um, re- wrestling for the show. There was a lot of good wrestling on this show. I'll give it a seven. And logic for the show, I'll give it a five. 
Hey, yeah, and thank you, Ben, for that. Thank you, Josh, as well, for uh, being here. Um, thank you both for being here and that we were able to record this. Um, this went by quicker than I thought. I thought we would go for much longer than this. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's good that, um, you know, uh, we managed to do this at all. Um, and, yeah, anyways, um, go check out... Um, uh thank you guys thank you guys for um listening to this episode and uh you can also check out um <laughs> live opening radio certified bangers as it says on um ben, uh josh's shirt sorry um uh <laughs> jacket and um you can also check out um huh? the mysteries of life and the musical circle as it's displayed here um and uh yeah um we will see you probably for AEW winter is coming me and Ben will probably do that uh you know uh, individually as we've been doing the past few episodes and then um pos yeah um we will do winter is coming and then um uh, yeah, after that, probably Wrestle Kingdom. And yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so yeah, um, until then, uh, on behalf of the main host of Life Soaping Radio, the co-producer of Life Soaping Radio, Certified Bangers, a temporary co-producer of Life Soaping Radio, Rope Break, and our guest host, and my good friend, joshua james jenkins and the main host of the mysteries of life and the musical circle podcast a recurring guest host on love shopping radio certified bangers a the assistant host of this podcast love shopping radio rope break and my good friend ben charles this is Carbonator. Planning up.